There is oftentimes this phenomenon that I've observed with my own sister, but then also just a number of other young mothers, that as they, you know, may be leaving and they hand their children off, their child off, to grandparents, sitter, whoever it is, even dad, taking care of them, there's this great, great distress that often will take hold of the child. They'll begin to grow distressed that their mother is leaving them, that their loved one, and even at times their father as well, is leaving them. But I think oftentimes this is also a good lesson for them because, well, eventually their mother, their father does come back. The love does not, is not removed as their parent is removed. The love does not somehow get taken away until their mother or father reappears. But instead, in that sort of moment of separation, they learn that love is something that persists beyond the time and space of which they are together. And in today's gospel, as we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension, we can certainly probably understand that the disciples themselves were distressed. Jesus, who had risen from the dead, who had suffered, died, and risen, had now gone out and he was being ascend and he was ascending into heaven, leaving them. And there could have been some distress within their hearts that what does this mean? How are we going to do this without him? And, well, we will find out next week on Pentecost what that exactly means. But I think there's also a lesson in for this. What does the ascension mean? Why does it matter? And why did Jesus ascend into heaven? Why does he leave them? Shouldn't he have just stayed with them always? Shouldn't he still be walking the earth? Certainly he could have, right? But I think the answer to this is, well, rather complicated, but it's also multifaceted. And I think there's two points that we can focus on this weekend. The first one is that it shows us the human dignity that we have. You and I, created in the image and likeness of God, that's great enough already. That's good enough. And that is wonderful and beautiful. That from the very beginning, God made us in his image, male and female. But then at the same time, there's also this fact that at the ascension, our human dignity is quite literally elevated. It is elevated to a greater, higher state. Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, ascends into heaven. And now he reigns at the right hand of his Father and reigns as our King from heaven. And so it shows us that God desires in his Son, and then we'll also see at the Assumption, here in a few short months, that God desires to bring humanity up into the dignity of the divine, of heaven itself. And this is something important for us to remember, because our bodies, as sometimes we can sometimes treat it, are not just merely some sort of coat that we take on or off in this life, but instead they are integrally part of who we are as human beings. We cannot separate them. And even as St. Paul tells us, they are temples of the Holy Spirit, and they are to be treated with great respect, great dignity. And that includes the bodies, dignities of others. We are body-soul composited. We are matter along with soul. We have a great dignity, and we are raised into the heavenly realm by Jesus' own ascension there. And this is also important, especially as we begin what is nationally or internationally, I'm not really sure where it all stands, as we begin Pride Month, a month in which we celebrate great, great confusion 
distortion of who the human person is, not creating the image of God, male and female, but instead in whatever we choose, whatever we please. And we must resist this temptation within ourselves because it turns us into our own projects. That is what the pride agenda, LGBTQ plus whatever, how many acronyms there are now, does, is ultimately turns us into something that we create ourselves. And if we create something ourselves, it's pretty darn boring. There's nothing there. But if we are created in the image and likeness of God, who is infinite, who is all good, all beautiful, all loving, then truly what we have been destined to become, what we've been created to become, is so much greater. And so it is important for us, as we approach this month, to remember that our human dignity remains. Our human dignity is sacred, something bestowed upon us by the Lord. And that indeed, by his ascension, he has brought our bodies, the goodness of our bodies, up to the level of up in the level of holiness. And so it is important for us to resist that part of our society, which wants to turn human bodies into just simply vehicles for our own personality. But it is so much more. We are so much more closely bound up to who we are in our bodies. And I think this leads us into then, well, that God also, and Jesus also goes to heaven, yes, to give a greater dignity to our human existence. But then too, also, those words that we heard in the gospel acclamation, Behold, I am with you to the end of the age. Jesus remains with us to the end of the age. He goes into heaven to reign from there, yes, but not to distance himself, and we'll hear this in the preface today, not to distance himself, but instead to make himself more accessible to us. And how does he make himself more accessible to us? right there in that tabernacle, upon this altar, and the blessed sacrament. Remember I said at the beginning, Jesus ascended into heaven, body, blood, soul, and divinity. He also continues to be made present upon altars and remains present in tabernacles everywhere until the end of time, through the hands of a priest. That through the gift of the Eucharist, Jesus continues to abide among us. He continues to give us a loving presence, the same presence that he gave to his apostles. And we could even say, with some great joy and dignity. It's even more intimate. Because while he could talk quite literally to his apostles, now in the Eucharist, at any given time, we could even stand outside the church and have a conversation with him in our hearts. And any time we receive in Holy Communion, we have the greatest union between God and man that we could ever experience in this life. The closest our personal relationship with Jesus Christ could ever be. What dignity, what goodness we have been given, both in our human dignity, created body and soul, but even more so, because body, blood, soul, and divinity, Jesus continues to dwell among us. He continues to come to you, to me, sinners, those who are simply trying to do better, and gives us his own body as bread from heaven to strengthen us in our earthly journey, to strengthen us who may grow weary as we journey through this life by trials, by difficulties, setbacks, 
But yet the Lord continues to offer himself to us, to allow us the opportunity to turn back, to allow us the opportunity to persevere in his call. Yes, to continue to help us in that. Because each of us has received that great gift in our first communion and hopefully worthily again and again. That as we receive in the Holy Communion, it continues to dwell among us until the end of the age, until the end of time. He wants to draw close to you, but the question always remains, do we desire to draw close to him? Are we willing to submit that indeed our bodies are created with great dignity? Are we willing to submit that God knows better than we need to do how to govern our lives? Are we willing to accept the gift that comes to us in the Most Holy Sacrament, to bow and kneel before it in order to receive him in his great grandeur and joy? Because that's what he wants to bestow upon each and every one of us. He doesn't want us to lose sight of what is most important, which is him. That is why he ascends into heaven, so he might make himself more accessible to you and me, most especially in the most holy Eucharist.